It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, April the 24th. Welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you for making me a part of your day. Unfortunately, it is a dark day here in Oklahoma City and for Thunder fans around the world as the Oklahoma City Thunder are one loss away from having their season be a cataclysmic failure. There is no other way to put it. The Jazz pushing the Thunder to the brink last night with a 113-96 win, taking a three games to one lead in the series. On top of all that, Russell Westbrook could possibly be suspended for Game 5. And if that does happen, uh, you can mail it in now. And we can all go make tea times and get ready to see if Sam Presti can work any magic during the offseason. And we're going to touch on both of those things coming up here in segment number one. We're also going to touch touch on something that a lot of fans want to see. And that's Billy Donovan making adjustments. Because that, that's one of the easy things to jump to. When things aren't going right for any particular team, and that is the coach isn't making adjustments. He's being outcoached by the other guy on the sideline. So I'll let Billy Donovan fill you in on that. We'll revisit what Mello had to say about us forgetting about the regular season. All that segment number one. In segment number two, we might as well discuss Paul George's future because he may very well be playing on Wednesday his last game in an Oklahoma City Thunder uniform. And if I sound overly dramatic on that. I'm not trying to be. It's just it's just the truth. 
What did Paul George say were his prerequisites to stay or not stay? We'll fill you in on all that and discuss maybe what Sam Presti could pull off and, and not pull off. And what what do you need to see if you're Paul George? I think that's something that we haven't really discussed here on this on this particular podcast, but what does Paul George need to know in order to make that decision to stay in Oklahoma City another season? And finally, if you want help, if you are looking for that ray of sunshine that says, eh, the Thunder might do it, there is a sport where we see three to one series leads evaporate. I'll tell you what that is coming up. And also, we've seen the Thunder blow at three games to one lean. Maybe it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. My name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City for a few years. I am a credential member of the media. I've been covering the Thunder for five. I did a little pregame. I did a little postgame for the Thunder in a past life. And right now, I work for Thunder Digest. And a big shout out to them. Thank you. Uh, to Brady for Thunder Digest in advance today for going out to media availability at 3.30 while I'm on daddy duty and getting the Billy Donovan video that you will see on LockedOnThunder.com. And if you like what you hear, and I hope you do, visit the Locked On Thunder website and check out the backlog of podcasts we have plus video from players and coaches. Let's start with the big news. And yes, Russell Westbrook could possibly be getting suspended for game five against the Utah Jazz, which if you do that, you might as if that happens, go ahead and write the Thunder off. Because without Russ, this team doesn't stand a chance. No, no, and no matter what you think of Russ being a selfish player or a guy that tried to do too much and played out of control last night, you need your best guy on the court in order to win. And what this stems from, if you don't know what all this is is coming from, is with 755 left to go in the game last night. Raymond Felton fouls Rudy Gobert hard, throws him to the ground, and apparently gets him in the sack. (laughs) That's about the nicest way I can put it. Gobert gets up, certainly grabs the nether regions, lets you know that he got hit there, and instead of going after Raymond Felton right away, Gobert gets up, walks towards the Jazz's bench, then goes after Raymond Felton. Well, where Russell Westbrook comes into play, if you didn't see this, is he was waiting to check in while all this was going on. He was at the scorer's table, and so was Steven Adams. Russ, as soon as he sees Gobert go after Raymond Felton, trying to be a good teammate, take up for his guy, goes onto the court and gets in Rudy Gobert's face. The NBA has a strict rule about players leaving the bench, getting into conflicts, and what's not going to help Russell Westbrook is that Steven Adams, at the same time, was actually checking with the ref if it was okay for him to come into the game. If Russ gets suspended, he has nobody to blame but himself. And, and I'm not I'm not going to come down on the NBA for this. And a lot of that has to do with last night. We all knew Russ was going to come into the game 10 kinds of ticked off based on that comment that he made about Ricky Rubio. And it proved it. He tried to do too much last night. His emotions couldn't stay under control. He got into foul trouble early. And if you want to crit- criticize Billy Donovan for that, for, for leaving Russell Westbrook in, I can understand that. And certainly I wouldn't argue with you on that point. I will take up for Billy Donovan saying that as a coach, I always want my best guys on the floor. And when my best guy is also my team leader and the guy everybody takes their cue from, I have an expectation that he's not going to do something stupid to get 
that fourth foul and put the team in in any further it damaged the team any further than what he's already done. But Russell Westbrook didn't do that. And yeah, the refs were crummy last night. Now I'm I and I'm with every Thunder fan on this one. Call me a homer if you want. The refs were crummy for both sides. And what that stemmed from is they let things go a little bit too long. And then they try to get the game back under control. And what happens when you do that is you just confuse the players because you're calling the game a little tighter and they don't know what to do. And you make up for it with some calls that maybe you shouldn't make. But yeah, th- that was not not a very well ref game at all. As far as adjustments goes, and that was a big topic of conversation on Twitter last night, I don't think Billy Donovan can go into the film room or the locker room and draw something draw something up on a dry erase board that's going to slow down Donovan Mitchell, that's going to prevent Ricky Rubio from being on his hot streak. Sometimes a team is just better than you. And that's hard for fans to accept because we're in the sports talk radio age, of which I have been a part of and you know I'm, I'm a part of the podcasting thing now. But when you're a part of this day and age, we want change. Somebody has to pay. There has to be blame. I'm not sure. I, I don't know who the greatest defensive coach is in the NBA. Uh, the greatest Texas and O's coach of all time, pr- probably Tex Winter. He, made, he did the whole triangle offense thing. But we are talking about defense here. I don't know that anybody could draw up a defensive strategy that would make it any different that the Thunder would go out and execute. And last night, to me, was a simple case of Thunder's emotions being very raw. They played with a sense of urgency, which is which is great. They kicked up the defensive intensity. But when the Jazz took the lead in the second quarter, after essentially surviving the Thunder's best shot, the Thunder became like Apollo Creed in the original Rocky movie. When Rocky's standing in the corner all bloodied and battered and he's telling Apollo to come on. And I believe it's round 15. Got to go back and watch the movie, but Rocky's motioning, come on, man, it's round 15. And the Thunder just had that look like Apollo did. He just (sighs) heaves a big sigh and goes out and tries to finish off the fight. Fortunately for Apollo, he wins in a decision. This is just not the way that it's going to work for Oklahoma City right now. Here is Billy Donovan prior to Game 3, talking about those adjustments that you can make in a seven-game series, or I guess in a sense, maybe can't. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, a, lot of times it, it, a lot of times it's like subtle things that maybe the person that's not breaking down film after film after film maybe, maybe sees. Um, but, you know, you're always trying to tweak things going from game to game to try to get better at. You know, even though we won Game 1, there were still things that we were trying to do um, that we felt like would help us you know, in game two, um, you know, like one of the areas, you know, transition, like we were really, really, I didn't think did a very good job in transition in the first game. You know, we were better in the second game. Uh, but you're always fighting for inches. I mean, you're always fighting for inches uh, on, on every possession, um, going into the next game, you know, where, where, where can we, you know, maybe, you know, find a way to, to get a few extra more stops, you know, a few extra points to the free throw line. I think you're always, you're always fighting for that. And then, that's the adjustment piece. But how do you try to find those inches? You know, and you're constantly looking at the, for those things. That, that being said, when do you have to determine whether you have to do something better or differently? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question because there was things that I thought in the game, in game two, that we um, need to do better. It's not necessarily an adjustment. You have to look at it. I think when you see a, a player out there that's given full maximum effort, 
and you see a player doing everything he possibly can and it's not working, I feel like it's the responsibility of a coach to sit there and say, okay, we got to do something a little bit different. This is not working at that point in time. Um, but then there's situations where, okay, um, you know, we've got to do a better job. There's no way of getting around it. A perfect example would be transition defense. Like, there's no getting around that we have to run back. There was times in game one we didn't do a really good job of getting out of the corners fast enough, early enough, and quick enough. And we paid a price for it on the other end of the floor. Um, I thought our turnovers at times um, led to their, their transition points. Like, those are things that you've got to do better with. We've got to do better at those things. And then there are certain situations where – you know, you, you, you say, okay, we got, we got to adjust. we got to make an adjustment here, you know, offensively um, to do different things, to try to, you know, free up a player offensively or do things how they're defending or how the floor is spaced or where they're providing help from. And then you tr- you don't want to get to, a play, I think, a place where, um, as a coach, you're overloading the players where they're losing sight on the things that they have to do. We have to get back in transition. Every NBA team's got the guard pick and roll. You're going to have to block out. You're going to have to generate good shots. You've got to take there's certain things that are just must for every team in every game. But those other things, you want to make sure that you present those to the guys that are going to make a difference and not overload them with so much stuff that they forget to focus on the things that are really the main thing. I'm a guy that believes that if you're going to be a successful coach in the NBA, it's more about managing personalities than, than necessarily it is where you have guys. And a lot of people have been criticizing Billy Donovan and his rotations. But here's the thing. Criticize Billy Donovan and his rotations. It's coming also from a lot of the same people who criticize Scott Brooks for being a guy that was too set in stone with his rotations. Unfortunately for the Thunder, it, it, it's very painful. If you're not a Thunder fan, just to pull back the curtain a little bit on what it's like to be a Thunder fan, it's painful right now to be a Thunder fan because... The Thunder have been so close for so long to having the opportunity to be a dynasty with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook with James Harden. That didn't happen. Having opportunities even after Harden left and then unfortunately suffering some injuries and then having Kevin Durant leave, Thunder fans right now can see championship dreams kind of go up in smoke. And the Thunder, I I can't say that what Sam Presti's doing is not working because the organization has consistently been good for the 10 years that they have been in in Oklahoma City. But yeah, I do sympathize with the fans because when you've been that close, it hurts a heck of a lot more. And if you're a Jazz fan, you certainly understand that from the days of Malone and Stockton. Now, as far as the Thunder regular season, well, unlike a couple of years ago when KD was still here and the Thunder proved that the regular season isn't the end-all be-all and you can turn on a switch in the playoffs and they were able to make it to the conference finals and go up three to one. This year, we've had some telltale signs in the regular season that the Thunder probably weren't going to be able to put it together. Carbello Anthony from a couple of weeks ago on the expectations and the pressures of being this version of OKC's basketball team. I think the expectations were were put on us. Um, you know, yeah, of course we wanted to you know, have a better record at, at this point uh, in the season with the team that we have. But, um, you know, our expectations was to just be the, the, the best team that we could be with the understanding that we have an opportunity to do something great. And we have an opportunity to uh, make a run in these playoffs and uh, potentially, uh, you know, play for a championship. And that was the goal. That was the ultimate goal. So. Everything along the way, up you know, up till that, um, 
you know, it was it was a little bit expected because it was something that was we put together so quickly. Uh, we had to make adjustments, and whenever you put something like that together, uh, it's going to take time for it to work. So this is this is a learning curve for for all of us. But I think it's in two weeks, a week and a half, two weeks, uh, we continue to do what we do, take care of our business. Um, I think people forget about regular season and just focus on the postseason. Yeah, they just they just never quite figured it out. And I don't know what to chalk it up to because when you've got 82 games, and that's a man, that's an awful long time to put the pieces in place and figure out what your role is and how you have to play and listen to coaches and and tell you what to they're going to tell you what to do and then you figure out maybe that works or this doesn't work and you going back and talking to them it just never happened the chemistry just wasn't there and i hope hopefully for oklahoma city this is just year one of this experiment but i i think i'm like a lot of people i I doubt i i doubt that paul george is coming back and speaking of paul george we'll talk about him coming up in segment number two we'll revisit his comments about uh, what it would take to stay in Oklahoma City. And if you're Sam Presti, what do you have to be selling him on? That's next on the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked on Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Business owners, if your target demographic is men between the ages of 18 and 44, then search no further. We've got the perfect product for you. It's called the Locked on Thunder podcast or the Locked On Podcast Network. You just have to email us at LockedOnPodcastNetwork at gmail.com. We'll give you all the information about our very reasonable rates, and then you can be advertising all around the world to that target demographic that wants to spend money on the product that you have. If it's men you want, 98% of the folks that listen to this podcast are men. 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44, and this is daily podcast from local experts Every single day for Major League Baseball, the NFL, and of course, the NBA. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A lot of people panicking about Paul George. A lot of Thunder fans are panicking about Paul George now. I don't know if Laker fans are panicking about him. I think Laker fans are salivating over the fact because they really feel like this is their opportunity to get him after the next 48 minutes the Thunder play against the Utah Jazz. I'm not so sure about that. Um, I am right now, at, at at best, I'm 50-50 on Paul George, whether he stays or whether he goes. And as far as his prerequisites, ah, forget it. Let's let Paul George talk about that. Uh, my answer is the same. You know, um, 
as I tell Rachel, I can see myself being here. Um, you know, I've, I've been happy here. I've been happy with the organization. Been happy with my teammates. Um, you know, I reckon it's not what we want it to be, um, but I think I've enjoyed just learning and, and being around these guys. Um, so my answer is still the same. Um, you know, I'm not going to let the playoffs or um, you know how we finish this season. Um, you know, persuade or indicate where I'm going to go this this off season. Um, you know, I, I'm going to put everything into this, and you know, again, I could definitely see myself being here. There's kind of a perception, I'm sure, as you're aware, you kind of alluded to it, that like it's on the line for the Thunder. They've got to impress you with the results here, and that every game there kind of seems to be that underlying factor. Do you sense that? Do you feel that that people kind of react to, to games that way? Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, this this is our first year together. This is uh, year one for this group. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't. You know, we got a chance to win it all, but um, realistically. It takes time for things to build and chemistry to mesh and um, just for everybody to be on the same page. Um, you know, so this this wasn't a, a, a you know, championship or bust coming into this for me. Um, it was just an opportunity um, to see, um, you know, what it's like to be here and, 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 and just to, you know, naturally just fall in love with it. Um, and it's been that. It's, it's been a lot of love here. It's not a matter of what he said so much. It's a matter of what he didn't say. And what I keep coming back to, there's a couple of things I keep coming back to every time I hear that piece of audio. First is, he doesn't say, I guarantee I'll be back if the Thunder do this. Meaning, if the Thunder were to somehow come back and win a championship, Paul George never says, oh yeah, that guarantees I'll come back. Uh, And I think it's dangerous to assume that he would come back if that happens. Because Paul George could be a guy that would be very happy to get his ring. Says, hey, I've done all I can do here. I'm I'm on to the next thing. The other thing that he says, which is very key to me, and, and this is what I sort of cling to if I'm thinking Paul George will come back. He says, hey, this is only year one. And you can tell he's, he, he, he was very realistic with us in the fact that Thunder weren't going to win a championship this year. I mean, he all but said the Thunder weren't going to win a championship this year. This was just year one of this team being together, and we apparently have to learn a little bit more than what we already learned. I don't envy Sam Presti this year because not only do you have to make sure that Paul George comes back, but Jeremy Grant keeps proving his worth, although he didn't have a great night last night. I think he's proving his worth. And no disrespect, no disrespect at all to one Jalen Rose Jeremy Grant is the best player coming off the Thunder bench, not Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton's been the most consistent, but as the year's worn on, we have got to see a glimpse of what Jeremy Grant can be. So you've got to bring back Jeremy Grant. You've got to decide whether or not you want to bring back Raymond Felton. And if I'm Presty, right now I bring both of those guys back. Unless I can find another veteran point guard and another guy of Grant's caliber that has his athleticism and versatility to play different positions, to me, they're in, they're invaluable pieces. And as far as what what are you selling Paul George on, I, I, I think I'm selling Paul George on the fact that, hey, it was just a year. Give it another year. See if you guys can work together. Maybe your role becomes a little different than what it was this season. And maybe... Carmelo doesn't play as many minutes. Carmelo Anthony's coming back. I have a hard time seeing Carmelo Anthony not accepting $28 million to play. 
as far as trades the Thunder can make. And I saw one tweet last night about blow it up. Russell Westbrook still very valuable. He's on a five-year deal. And yeah, I'm sure some team would take him and you could get some draft picks for him. Um, Steven Adams is on a team-friendly deal, believe it or not. <laughs> 20 million that, that Sam paid him is looking very team-friendly now since it's not a max. And then, what is it? Andre Robertson? Uh, you can't trade Carmelo Anthony. You're not going to have the opportunity to really trade Jeremy Grant because he's an unrestricted free agent. Patrick Patterson is signed to a three-year deal. I don't know what you could get for him. So you're sort of stuck. And we've seen Presty work magic, but I think my opinion, just straight up my opinion on this, this summer it's asking too much for him to work a miracle just like it was when Kevin Durant left. It was it was too much to ask him to just all of a sudden snap his fingers and then insta championship team show up here in Oklahoma City. They, they had to, to acquire some assets. They had to go through some growing pains. And, and Sam Presti had to determine if he wanted to continue along his course of acquiring young players, building through young players, and forming a cohesive unit that way by letting a team grow up, or... Was he going to go out and try and trade for a super team? Because as it stands now, and I think if you're a Jazz fan and, and listening to this, you can certainly sympathize. I don't know that Oklahoma City ever becomes that big-time free agent destination. I, I don't see that in the future. No matter how well Russell Westbrook plays, no matter what things he accomplishes, I just have a hard time seeing a lot of guys wanting to come to those smaller markets. I think they always want to go to the L.A.s and the New Yorks or at least places where they feel like they can win championships. And the Thunder may not be a championship team anytime soon. It may be a team that's very good, but it may not be a team that, that ultimately wins the O'Brien Trophy, which is tough because I've, I've I've even thrown it out that the Thunder are cursed. And is it a James Harden curse or is it a curse from moving to Seattle? Because the Thunder did not, the, the Thunder did not really compete against the Heat one year they went to the finals. Russell Westbrook did, but not everybody else did. So determine your curse and pick accordingly. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your host, Eric G, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up next, there is one sport you can watch when your team is down three to one and have a whole lot of hope. I'll tell you what that is next. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. If you're a sports junkie, there is a one-stop shop for you for all things sports. It's called LockedOnSports.com. We have all our Locked On podcasts there, plus articles from local experts all around the country on every single team in the NBA, in the NFL, and of course, Major League Baseball. You can always find the Locked On Thunder podcast there. 
So today might be worth checking out Locked on Jazz by our host David Locke. Might also be good to go check out Locked on 49ers. They've got some they got some stuff going down in San Francisco today, and I, I wouldn't mind hearing their opinions. Plus, Locked on Astros as Houston starts to heat up the World Series champions. It's all a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. That's LockedOnSports.com. Prior to watching the Jazz and the Thunder last night, I saw my beloved Boston Bruins blow a three games to one lead to the Toronto Maple Leafs. That series is all tied up at seven. It goes back to Boston with the Bruins having a chance to win it. But me being the pessimist that I am, I think the Maple Leafs ultimately take this one because something happens in hockey. When you have a three games to one lead, and I've now seen the Bruins blow a 3-0 lead, I've seen them blow two 3-1 leads at this point, Closing out, the, the, the closing mentality has weighed the Boston Bruins down. And I say all that to say this, and here's how I'm correlating it to the Thunder. Theoretically, if you take the hockey approach, all the pressure's on the Jazz right now. They have to close it out. The, the last thing Quinn Snyder needs his team to do is give a very talented Oklahoma City Thunder team any help. And let's say the Thunder just come out and wax the Jazz tomorrow night. Well, then the Jazz, being a little bit younger team, might start to get in their head. And if the Thunder play with a sense of urgency then in game six, yeah, you could start to see a little panic in the Jazz. The problem with this Jazz team, as compared to teams I've seen in hockey and even that Thunder team that was that, that had the lead on Golden State, is the benefit of being young is that you, you just don't know. You don't know that the pressure's on you. And last night, the Jazz did a great job of mentally beating Oklahoma City and making them feel pressure for this series. And I, I, I'm very skeptical of the Thunder being able to turn the tables on that just because I haven't seen it. Um, and a lot of that is, is Russell Westbrook. He's got to figure out how to get control. He's got to figure out how to lead this team. And, and they got to believe. It's also very frustrating to watch a team that has that many veteran players and three guys that would, look, do no doubt, do do wonders for their career by winning a championship. Not that all three haven't had Hall of Fame careers, but to have that ring, and it certainly puts you in a different class. Eh, just too many come-to-Jesus meetings this year. It's just too many. Too much soul-searching, and that bothers me. Because when you're that veteran... Shouldn't be that much soul-searching. You should just be motivated to play every night, even if it's just simply for the check that you're getting. Finally, um, yeah, I know I'm going to upset some people here. I may be upsetting you right now. Kevin Durant was right as far as what he said about Giannis and Tenenkupo. Not not about his life with Russell Westbrook on Instagram, but what he said to Giannis and Tenenkupo about play for yourself. And no, I still, it's never ever going to sit right with me that Durant left for Golden State and that he didn't play for Oklahoma City. And I'm going to be a hypocrite here, but working with athletes the way that I've been privileged to over the last few years, most of them will tell you that they don't trust the organizations because the organizations can have a tendency to lie to them. And I think that a lot of times that happens in a lot of business. I think you can sympathize with that, that you think things are going well and then all of a sudden, they're not. You're getting moved to a different apartment or, or what have you. So I get it. I understand where Kevin Durant's come coming from. And I don't know the entire story with him in Oklahoma City. And I don't think anybody does other than him. And 
the people in the Thunder, and eventually we'll get to hear it. But if he says, play for yourself, I think that's what most most athletes do right now. And I don't know. I, I find it hard to criticize him for that because I, I just get it. You could be traded at a moment's notice and you like where you're playing and now all of a sudden you go from a championship contender or a city you like to a place that you don't like as much and a team that may not be contending at all. And hopefully when we convene on Thursday, we're talking about the Thunder we're talking about the Thunder having a chance to compete, but we'll be back tomorrow to preview game game five between the Jazz and the Thunder. Hopefully the Thunder can get that one. Until then, peace, love, and Thunder up. Oh, and also, as Jackie Moon said, ELE. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.